0: Hey y'all, welcome to episode 9 of Relationshipping and Handling. My name is Hunter, I am your host, if you haven't figured that out yet. And before we jump into things, if this is your first time and you didn't realize my name was Hunter, uh, this is a podcast all about relationships and how to handle different aspects of those relationships. Um... I am by no means a relationship expert, um, but I felt led to start this podcast. I think I give pretty decent advice about things um, when it comes to relationships, but uh, I do believe that the best advice that we can give each other and that I can give you is to look to the Bible for answers whenever it comes to different aspects of relationships. And right now, I'm in the middle of a mini-series, different from other weeks past where I have dealt with one topic each week. I'm in a mini-series right now that is dealing with one specific topic, and that is arguing. And it's also surrounding one specific core scripture or scriptures, which is James 1, 19 and 20. If you haven't uh, watched or listened the first two parts, because this is part three, um, well, however you're watching or listening right now, whether it be YouTube or any other, um, uh, podcast platform like, um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, or Stitcher or something like that, uh, go back and take a listen to the first two. They're about listening and, um, and speaking, and while I'm doing this mini-series, they are shorter episodes because I'm trying to pack a little bit at a time into this bigger um, topic. And so because they're shorter, uh, I'm shorter on time this week. So let me go ahead and just jump right into this and get into our core scripture, which is, again, like I said before, James 1, 19 and 20. And James is writing, and he says, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Let's pray, guys. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for allowing me this platform to uh, speak on things that you are laying on my heart, God. I thank you for the transformation that you have been doing and working in my own life when it comes to this topic of arguing. And I pray that, that I can be a part of the journey of other people, that, that there would be change in others when it comes to uh, being equipped and how to argue in the right manner in the way that you want us to argue, God. Because you do want us to argue from time to time. (laughs) Lord, please just move me aside and speak straight through me to those who are listening. Help to customize this to to, uh, the way that people need to hear it. I love you and I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, since this is part three, uh, I should probably recap a little bit, part one and two. I'm not going to go too deep into it. Because, one, time, uh, but also, if you haven't watched or listened, well, I suggest that you watch or listen. Um, but what we've learned over the, the last couple of weeks pretty much stayed in line with each other, and that is that there's a difference, there's a vast difference between the adjectives that James uses in verse 19 with listening and speaking, in um, being quick to and being slow to. He uses this for a reason, there's a vast difference. He, he is explaining or, or urging us and telling us that it is much more important to listen to someone than it is to speak yourself. We also, I also talked about being patient in both of the episodes. It is much more important to allow the person To speak everything that they want to. Let them get everything out that they want to say before responding. It's also really important, along with patience, to ask questions before you even speak on what it is that you want to say, so that you don't assume what the person is saying. So ask questions like, you know, what do you mean by that? Or how did you come to that thought, or that feeling, or that emotion, or or whatever it is? And lastly, I would say it's really important to heed the direction of the Holy Spirit. There's a really, really key kind of boil it down to the core of of everything. And and that's what we, that's what I kind of talked about in the last couple of episodes. Now before we jump into things, I'd like to tell you all a little bit about myself. I love comedy. Okay, last week I talked about how that I am a big Chris Farley fan, uh, mainly because of my old youth pastor, Um, but something that some of y'all might not know is that I love love. I am a big romantic, and one of the things that I like is combining the two. So, rom-coms, I absolutely love whenever it comes to, to movies, you know, whatever, guys don't like to admit that kind of stuff. I have no problem with it. I love seeing love stories in the middle of of comedy movies or comedy TV shows. And one of my favorite love stories in the middle of a comedy TV series is The Office. Now, my girlfriend just doesn't get the office i blame a lot of it on the fact that she's really busy with nursing school but i think another big part of it is the fact that she is most definitely a millennial and so she has to be doing six different things at once and she can't just sit down and watch something um you know and give it her whole attention uh but a little bit of a spoiler alert uh it's been off the air long enough to where i think that i can talk about this but speaking of The Office, if if you haven't seen it, if you're wanting to just go ahead and skip a couple of minutes Uh, you're not going to miss very much but I love The Office early years, right? The first few years of The Office was written really, really well and towards the end I think the writing kind of tapered off and it just wasn't as good Um, especially whenever, spoiler alert, Steve Carell left and but there is one thing I think in the very last season that um, was really cool to me and that is the relationship of Jim and Pam is so just like oh my goodness it's so perfect and a lot of a lot of people just love that relationship my myself included got really invested in it but there is a Valentine's Day where they go out to eat with this with the one of the guys that works for the company that was doing the documentary of them and some stuff came out and they get, Jim and Pam get back from this lunch and Jim says, you know what let's just celebrate another time and take me on to the bus station I'll go to Philly um, because I just don't, I don't want us to get mad at each other and argue and Pam responds back ultimately, and says, I want to argue. And that's kind of my lame attempt at a segue, uh, again, to this week's topic, and that is anger. But it kind of does tie in and fit here, right? And and that is that Jim was under the impression that it's not good to be angry. Um, That was kind of the mindset there of like, I just don't even want to be angry. Some of it is like to pacify um, the situation, but I believe that a lot of it is that he just didn't—he didn't want to get mad at each other. He wanted—he wanted this to be a special occasion. But Pam realized that sometimes being angry is a good thing. Being angry just happens, and and you got to move on past it. See, I grew up with this thought and this belief that being angry wasn't good, right? I was told things like, don't be angry, or anger doesn't solve anything. And and while some of that might be true, it also takes away from the fact that the truth is, is that anger is a natural human emotion. God created anger. Uh, He might not have created the anger that we have sometimes with each other, Uh, I I believe that some of that is manifested inside of us, and and it's also sin taking a hold of us. But God created anger. He created all of our emotions, so of course He created anger. God Himself gets angry. Now, of course, I know that that's apples and oranges whenever it comes to anger. But He created it. Does that make it right to be angry whenever we get to that place? No, not at all. There are plenty of times where it's not good to be angry at all. But is anger a choice? Well, yeah, it is. And James knew that. And I know that's kind of controversial, and we'll come back to that here in just a second. But James knew that being angry was a choice. Because he said, be slow to be angry. So... If you're using an adjective of be slow to, that means that you can choose to either immediately be angry or kind of take your time. I'm also realizing that James put this third. This action is the third action that he calls to whenever, whenever he's talking about uh, communicating, but arguing really, whenever we're talking about this. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason for listening being first and speaking being second in the fact that listening is most important. Speaking is far less important. So if being mad is the third action that he that he has in this verse. Well, then that means it's much more or less much less important. I, I can't speak today but it's very it's it's very much not important or, or the least important action that we have uh, that we're called to. Again like last week I believe that the slow to really means be hesitant, pause for a moment, take a take a minute by yourself. getting back to is anger a choice well i've been in therapy over the last five years or so uh pretty much on a weekly basis and there are some things that don't line up with my values and there are some things that still line up with my values and that's just that's just how it's going to be with therapy i very much um am an advocate for therapy i believe that people should be Going to therapy if it's needed. Seeking counsel in some way or another. But in those five years, I've learned some things that I very much believe in and I very much take as truth. And one of those things is what's called the ABCs of emotive behavior. Now in therapy that I'm a part of, I we look at it from irrational emotive behaviors. Um, but basically, ABCs is, they stand for things, right? A stands for something, B stands for something, C stands for something, I can't remember what that's called. But, A is activating event, okay? An activating event is something that happens on the outside, right? Somebody cuts you off in traffic. A member of your family dies. Uh, A boss tells you that your work has been subpar. Those are activating events. Those are things that happen on the outside that you don't have any control over. B is belief. And belief is self-talk, right? It's the thoughts inside your head that you're telling yourself. And then C is emotional consequence. Whatever emotion you feel, that's what that emotional consequence is. And so often we're told that I, I, you guys have probably heard this whenever dealing with anger is you pissed me off or that made me angry so what what that person is saying is the a the activating event caused that person to see have an emotional consequence but anyone who is you know four three four five years old learning the ABCs you have to say b before you get to c after you say a So, in the same way, we're skipping a step whenever we say things like, you made me angry or that made me angry. What really happens is, your boss says, your work has been subpar lately, and the thought that goes through your head is something around, well, I think that it's just fine, and you're just being nitpicky, and man, he never, he never, or she never appreciates what I do. And so anger starts to build from there. And and the reason why I know that this, this is the case is because if the activating events actually cause the emotional consequences, well then that means that every single person that has a boss that says, your job has been subpar lately... Would always get angry. Well, there are other people out there that one person could get angry from that. The other person could go, man, I'm really depressed. I I thought I was doing a really good job. And then another person could go, oh my gosh, I'm a failure. I can't believe this. Or another person could go, wow, that's what I needed to like really help me step up my game at work. I'm really glad that he said that. So there's so many responses that a person could have to one specific thing so that tells me and that 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 really solidifies what James is saying here that being angry is a choice now some other places in the bible that talk about anger uh, again when when dealing with with things of of wisdom and and whatnot uh, the first place that i typically go is proverbs um, and there are a couple of proverbs on anger. Uh, imagine that Solomon, being a really wise person, or the the wisest person to f- walk the face of the earth, ex- except for Jesus, he has some things to say on anger. The first one is uh, Proverbs twenty nine twenty two, and that is an angry man stirs up dissension, and a hot tempered one commits many sins. Now, what Solomon is saying here. I believe is that anger, being hot-tempered, being easily angered, uh, it typically leads to sin. We have a choice not to lead to sin, but it typically does. Be doing things, uh, living in a manner where anger is a part of your life or you're hot-tempered can definitely lead to sin. And it's a warning for us that anger can lead you there. The next one is Proverbs 22, 24. And Solomon says here, Do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate with one easily angered. And then even in 25 it says, Or you may learn his ways and get yourself ensnared. So again, Solomon is saying to us, Well, for one you can definitely end up sinning, right, from your anger. It's it's pretty easy to get there. But another thing to to contemplate is, if you're around people who are easily angered, well, you might fall into the trap of doing that yourself. So why wouldn't he warn us uh, about being around other people that are easily angered or hot-tempered if a few chapters later he's not going to tell us that hey, it's probably not a good idea to be angry, uh, because, you know, most of the time, because it, 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 it can lead to sin. Now on to the to the New Testament. There, there are a lot of other places that I could have gone, but this is probably the most uh, popular uh, verse, whenever, or a couple of verses, whenever it comes to anger, and that is Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. And of course, Paul is speaking, and he writes and says, In your anger, do not sin. And and actually, Paul is quoting one of the Psalms in saying, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. This acknowledges, this is Paul acknowledging the fact that anger isn't a sin, but sinning while in anger is a very real thing. You, you are e- much more easily enticed and tempted to sin if you are already angered. And and that's because you are giving a, a place for the, for the devil to really speak to you and deceive you into doing things while you are angry. Kind of a way to combat this is to try to find a resolution with the person that you are arguing with before... Uh, A a certain amount of time so that you don't hold on to this anger and it becomes a grudge or or whatever so hunter you're giving us a lot of good stuff here or at least I hope you guys are thinking that Uh, but how do I how do I do these things how do I how do I choose not to be so angry how do I how do I realize that kind of stuff how do I move on in this and not be as angry so often or not sin while I'm while I'm angry well I'm glad you guys asked for one I would say examine your thoughts right what you're telling yourself is what is making you angry not what the other person is doing or saying or anything like that at all so ask yourself something like you know why am I mad over this You'll probably start to get some thoughts that you're that you're having about the activating event, whatever it is that happened, whatever it is that you're mad about and you're arguing over, you're probably gonna you you do have thoughts on those things that you're telling yourself. You might need to ask the other person, hey, can I take a minute to just kind of deal with this on my own so that I don't let us fall deeper into this this argument. Realize that you're not wrong. You're not inherently wrong uh, for being angry, but there's but you're much more susceptible to sin. So if you're gonna be angry, right? Be very very careful while you are that you don't sin. And and one of the most important things, and I left this for last because. I believe that it is the most important thing to kind of tell you guys and and kind of reveal here is that anger is actually a secondary emotion it's not a primary emotion when when you think the thoughts that you do after the after whatever it is that happens you're probably thinking thoughts that lead you to an emotion that is not anger anger comes later and especially as guys we struggle with this big time because as a boy we're told big boys don't cry don't feel sissy emotions you know don't be fearful don't whatever and that's 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 for another for another day to to really dive into but most likely whenever you're feeling anger it's because before you felt anger you probably felt fear or feelings of inadequacy or insecurity or maybe even depression or anxiety because it's much easier and much more macho especially for guys to be angry and it's okay to be angry we've made it okay in our culture in our society to be angry rather than to feel the other emotions of fear insecurity anxiety and so let's go back to the example of your boss saying to you your work has been subpar here lately. You're not you're not up to up to par around here. You just need to be better whatever the case may be. Right? The first emotion based on the things that you tell yourself, the first emotion that you that you feel is probably something along the lines of fear of being um, being fired or Feelings of insecurity because you didn't amount to what you thought you you should or, or You're being called out on something and and you don't like being embarrassed or whatever the case may be same thing happens if you get cut off in traffic most of the time people are just like, "Oh, that makes me so angry." Well, it probably made them angry because of the fact that they realized that another person swerved in front of them and could have caused them to go out of control and go off the off the side of the highway or could have you know, that person could have slammed on their brakes and and you know, I'm in I'm in a fairly brand new truck and and I you know, I get angry whenever people cut me off as well, but it's probably from a, from a fear that, man, I don't want to lose this truck because, you know, I worked really hard for it and blah, blah, blah. So fear is a, sec- or, sorry, anger <laughs> is a secondary emotion. And it's really important for us to keep that in mind, because if we are to examine ourselves, then we can go deeper into why it is that we're feeling the first emotion and that could probably hold us off from being angry and it can cause us to be slower to be angry so as we move forward guys i hope you all apply some of this stuff i know i am trying to and uh speak to jasmine and ask her how i'm doing on it um i don't know if i'm doing very very good with this but i'm trying but again as we're as we're moving forward and and whatnot in arguing try to apply these kinds of things and realize that anger is natural but it's not a license for you to be angry whenever you want to your thoughts are what make you angry you make yourself angry you piss yourself off not other people not events not words not uh, um, actions those things don't make you angry. It's your thoughts surrounding what happens, what you're telling yourself. And even if your anger is valid, it's the least important action when it comes to arguing, guys. We need to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to be angry. And lastly, let's let's realize that anger is a secondary emotion and let's really get down to the root of of why it is that we are angry about whatever it is and also realize that again it's mentioned multiple places in throughout the bible jesus talks about it paul talks about it uh david writes on it solomon writes on it don't sin while you're angry and they and they put those things together because it is, you, you are in a very vulnerable place for the devil to really tempt you and get you into a place of, of sinning whenever you are angry. So I, I hope that you guys enjoyed this, I hope you got something from it. Uh, I know that I did, I know that I say that a lot, but I know that I did. Um, if you get the chance, you know, friend me on Instagram. Uh, you know, like this on, on whatever platforms it is that you're listening or you're watching, um, give me some comments. I would love to hear from you guys. Um, and anytime you would like to, you know, message me and, and you don't have, if you don't have Instagram or you're not on YouTube or whatever, you can send me an email at relationshiping, the letter N handling all one word at Gmail. Until next Monday, guys, I love you and God bless you. I'll see you later.